Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP for your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is the horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with a single entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus 100% instant deposit match at thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Betor Fantasy. Betor Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betorfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% instant deposit match at thrivefantasy.com. Promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close, if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, it is about to be here as we get things underway on the Thursday before Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. SoFi Stadium to be exact as the LA Rams become the second straight team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium after my B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S Go Bucks did it a year ago at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski and company getting the win over Mahomes and the Chiefs. Now the Rams will try to do it at their home against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Welcome in. We're going to talk all about Super Bowl 56 here on the only digital radio show that you really need if you're going to talk underdogs and prop plays for this Super Bowl. So much to get to about it. Thank you for finding us, however you did so, on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, wherever you found us, through a social media link, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, through the Sports Gambling Podcast network of shows. Again, uh, we, we love their help, their promotional push for us. Coming up, by the way, in a little bit, we'll hear from Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast. He and Sean Green and company based in Southern California, the Super Bowl in their backyard. And Ryan will be here not only to talk about the game and what might happen with the Bengals and the Rams, but the props. Oh, the prop bets every which direction. You're going to get educated and figure out all about it like the advice they're giving out on the Sports Gambling Podcast. So I look forward to talking with Ryan Kramer. He's up in a little bit. Straight ahead, Brian Edwards is here. Major way 
BuckleWager.com. Vegas Insider. I love Brian's insight. He has been backing the Bengals and backing the Bengals and backing Joe Burrow and backing him some Bengals some more. Will he do it again with the Bengals getting the, what, four and a half or five points for this Super Bowl with the Rams? Find out from Brian in a few minutes. The angles he likes for this game, including a couple of props as well. What will happen with the Rams? Is it their time or will Cincinnati pull uh, the finishing touches on a stunning, stunning month of January and February to turn things completely around from a two-win season two years ago to be Super Bowl champs. How improbable would that be? We're going to find out. I don't think it'll be the case, though. I think it's going to be the L.A. Rams and probably impressively, and we'll go over this with the guest on the reasons why. Also, later in the podcast, George Offman is here. George, based out of Chicago, with the Tell Me a Story I Don't Know podcast. I love George's insight. He's going to tell a little story about bears in the Super Bowl. He and I will go back and forth on that. Also, George's guest this week on his great storytelling sports media podcast is Kevin Harlan, the longtime play-by-play man for the NFL on CBS, the NBA on Turner Sports, uh, as well as Westwood One Radio. He's on the Super Bowl call, Kevin Harlan, with Kurt Warner this week. He's the guest with George Offman on his podcast. George will be here. We'll talk a little bit about Kevin Harlan. We'll talk a little bit about the game. George will give a prediction and thought and much more a little bit later on. So, Again, settle in wherever you are. We're ready for the Super Bowl, the hype, the overhype, all the interviews, all the stuff, every which direction. It's all out in Hollywood. It's all out in La La Land. I I think this is too much Rams putting uh, the the pressure, the whammy on Joe Burrow in this game. And how do you stop Cooper Cup? We're going to talk about this. I saw it firsthand a couple of weeks ago against my Buccaneers in the upset win. They couldn't stop him. With the game on the line, the 49ers couldn't stop him from getting open and scoring touchdowns. I just don't know how Cincinnati ends up doing that in this game. And is Sean McVay about to conquer this thing after losing in the Super Bowl to Brady and the Patriots uh, back, what, four seasons ago? Is he about to step through the door here as a Super Bowl champion coach? Let's find out if the Rams are are able to uh, step forward and win a Super Bowl championship. We're going to find out soon enough. All right, let's get to it with our guests. So much to get to and converse about, about this game, the underdog perspective, and much more. Here we go. As promised, he is back. He could not wait. He has been on the launching pad, as I like to say, ready to go for Super Bowl 56. It is the Bengals. It is the Rams. It is in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, essentially a Rams home game. How much of the crowd will they have? We suspect it will be a lot of it. We'll see if Cincinnati has some fans there or not. We're about to find all of that out. Let's mix it up and talk a little more with Brian Edwards. Love his insight. Vegas Insider and MajorWager.com. Back aboard on Three Dog Thursday just in time for the Super Bowl. You've got more angles than a geometry book, as I like to say, for this one coming up. How are you? I'm doing well, TJ. What's going on, man? Oh, well, we just have this game, and for the second year in a row, a team gets to host it at home. Now, a year ago, it was my Buccaneers, as surreal as it gets. COVID crazy year. They're the first team to ever host, and they upset the Chiefs, by the way, as the underdog. So that was a year ago. Now, here we are a year later, a team hosting again, but the Rams are the favorite this time, not surprisingly, against uh, Cincinnati in the home game and in the matchup. So you've had some time to look this over and think about it. Let's dive right in. You've loved the Bengals and Joe Burrow for a while now. How much do you love them for this Super Bowl and why or why not? Yeah, I'm on the Bengals and uh, I love them because of my boy Joe Burrow and my other guy, Evan McPherson, who's been absolute money in these uh, playoffs. And, uh, you know, the Bengals have covered seven straight. 
one outright in six of those. The only outright defeat was the regular season finale when they rested all their key starters. Burrow didn't take a snap, so that doesn't really even count to me. Uh, as underdogs this year, uh, the Bengals have been dogs, <clears throat> excuse me, 11 times. They're eight and three against the spread with seven outright wins. And in their last eight games, Joe Burrow has a 15 to two touchdown to interception ratio. Now, uh, I always have the same strategy money management wise for the Super Bowl. Um, I like to have a sink or swim bet, if you will. And like 80% of my bankroll for the game, it's on that. And that's going to be the Bengals. So, you know, then the other 20, like, let's say it's 500. So I will put 400 on the Bengals or risk 400 on the Bengals. The other 100, go play with uh, props for giggles. And if we have time and you want to go into any of those, I've got a couple. Uh, but, yeah, the Bengals is my main my main play on this one. Love that. And we'll get into a couple of props with you here in just a second. Let's go over the underdog stats for the first time here on a couple of these. As I mentioned, my Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs a year ago as the underdog. And I was it's, it's easy to say after it, I was confident all along watching them win in New Orleans, watching them so win in I. Green Bay. They're going to get this game. And you and I were on board with that. Um, a, a year ago and there's been a real underdog trend in fact outright underdog wins not just covers right I mean this is going back to the Eagles beating <clears throat> Brady and the Patriots and going back to what the Denver Broncos beating Cam Newton and the what 15 and one Carolina Panthers the underdog has had success in this game elaborate on a little a little more there uh, Brian it actually goes all the way back to uh, 08 when uh, the Patriots were undefeated and uh, Strahan and Eli and Plaxico yep. uh, dr uh, dropped them as 12-point underdogs. And uh, since then, eight of uh, 14 Super Bowls have been won outright by the underdog. Wow. And uh, nine times the dog has – or one time without winning outright, the dog uh, covered. That was Arizona – uh, when Santonio Holmes had that um, great catch, fingertip catch, and Pittsburgh won, but did not cover as a seven-point uh, favorite. So what that makes nine and five the underdog is against the spread with eight outright wins in the last fourteen Super Bowls, going back to that Giants Patriots. Right up our alley on Three Dog Thursday, and of course that Santonio Holmes touchdown occurred in Raymond James Stadium at the Super Bowl that year. Right after Larry Fitzgerald had caught the touchdown in the final two minutes and raced to the end zone, about a seventy-yard touchdown, and it looked like the Cardinals might win. Suddenly the Steelers reversed it. Holmes makes the great catch, iconic moment for Ben Roethlisberger's Hall of Fame career, and that's that's wild because I know Kevin Rogers, our mutual acquaintance, who we love his insight on Vegas Insider. I know he put this on social media. That's the last time that either the favorite or the underdog didn't outright win the game. And obviously the favorite still had to cover, uh, but the favorite has covered every time since then winning the game. And the underdog has won a bunch, obviously, outright since then. So it's it's almost like, no give here. You're not you're not looking at Cincinnati to cover if they don't win that number. They're either going to win it or the Rams are going to win and cover, you would think. And I'm just going to counterpoint back at you. I just believe that with Vaughn Miller, with Aaron Donald, with the loud crowd, it's going to affect Burrow and company more than in a traditional Super Bowl. The noise, the pass rush, what do you say to that? Well, I've been to one Super Bowl. Um don't really want to talk about it. It was Falcons Patriots, but um, <laughs> man, that that game was no louder than 
SEC Saturday night. Right. Joe Burrow, I mean, it's, I mean, you just don't get louder than SEC Saturday nights. Like Joe Burrow was saying going into, I don't know if it was going into Arrowhead or going into Nashville. Uh, it was loud. Yep. It's always loud. Sure. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. But Kansas I don't think City doesn't that. have Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller. Fair, right? Oh, to that's go fair. With, yeah, to yeah, go no, with no, the loud fair. crowd. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, just talking about the crowd. I was just talking yeah, about the crowd. I wasn't talking about those two, those two uh, badass, probably likely Hall of Famers on the D line for the Rams. And no doubt, no doubt. And they terrorized Tom Brady, by the way. And they eventually terrorized Jimmy Garoppolo in the second half of that game, too, at home in the NFC Championship game. So we'll see what that translates um into uh i will say joe burrow's more mobile than both of them though that is correct uh so put this in perspective you've been doing this for a while if cincinnati pulls this off and i don't believe that they will but if cincinnati pulls this off it's only the second time ever that a team will have won the super bowl two years removed from a two win or less season they won two games two years ago in 2019 if they somehow in this 60-minute game find a way to win, it's only Joe Montana and the 81-49ers. They had won two games the year before Montana got there, 1979. The second year that Montana's there, they won the Super Bowl against the Cincinnati Bengals, as it turns out. Put that in perspective. I mean, I, I think I just put it kind of in perspective. This would be an incredible, unlikely – we overstate Cinderella, but Cinderella-type turnaround here in two years. It would be absolutely, but but it's not a surprise to me because I've just believed in this guy Joe Burrow since late in that 2019 magical season for LSU, and I I still think that was the, the greatest college football team of my lifetime. And in Alabama last year, what or, or in 2020, the pandemic year, what wasn't far behind. But um, it just doesn't surprise me. There's this diehard Bengal fan here in town, and like I told him, you know, dude for. Forget all the wretched past, dude. You got Joe Burrow. You're going to win a Super Bowl. I was telling him this two years ago. And so it is as, as groundbreaking and shocking and unlikely as, as you're saying, TJ, but I and not like Pat. So I just, I'm not surprised by it because I just believe in this guy, Joe Burrow. Yeah. And he's got some magic with the receivers, with Jamar Chase. And, uh, and, and Mixon has run it a little bit. I just wonder if any of that's going to work against the Rams. Uh, in their defense. We will find out. That's what we will find out about. Okay, a couple of more moments with Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Give me a prop or two because we're going to talk about this throughout the show. Everybody wants to know the angles, whatnot. Give me a couple of them that you will be on. Okay, so I usually just try to do the, like, long shot ones, like odds to uh, score the first touchdown or win MVP. But there are a couple of them that are, like, you know, just minus 115 odds that I really like this year. Um, I'm going to go with Evan McPherson over one and a half field goals made. I, I really don't understand why that number is so low. These last three uh, playoff games, he um, has hit four in each. And I, ah, I'm so sorry. I, don't, I should have his player page up because it was a really, yeah, I'm going to get it right now for you because this. Well, but really you, while good. you're looking at it, it gets yeah. no bigger than kicking the clinching field goal in overtime of the AFC title game on the road at Kansas city. I mean, he's just ice water with what he's been able to do, Brian. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, man. This kid, I mean, I, I knew he was, he was really good. Now he had a couple of clutch ones with 
the Gators last year that he actually missed, but but more often than not, he was money. So here you just going back in terms of how how uh, McPherson on the over one and a half field goals made in their last in their last seven games, he's uh, he's hit at least two and he's hit at least three and five of them. Wow. And and then it is seven out of eight. Nine of the last ten games, he's gone over one and a half field goals. And so I don't know why this number is so low. But and then it also like over seven and a half points for him. And then I'm also going to do now. No kickers ever won MVP, and it would take a game script like the Titans game where Burrow doesn't have a monster game, and it's like a 19 to 16 type of game. And I don't, I'm not implying we're going to get that, but just for like. 10 or 20 bucks because it's as high as 150 what? to one. I was going to say, he's got, I thought like 200 to one for the kicker to be the MVP. That's not happening, he's but a, I, that's the whole point, right? On the bet. He's as high as 151 to, to win MVP. And if there had been an MVP of that Titans game, he would have won it. And like, does he have to make a walk-off field goal? Absolutely. And is Burrow and Chase, can they like not have two, three touchdowns? Yes. But he's had a walk-off field goal in back-to-back games. Um, he's hit four of four in all three playoff games. So why not throw 10 or 20 bucks on that at 150 to one odds? And then the two other props. And it's getting back to what you're saying about the pressure that the Rams are going to get. That's why I like this prop. Burrow's rushing attempts. Now, on a rushing attempt, he has to gain at least a yard, right? Or I don't right. know about a no gain. But I, I, I don't think, think right on a sack. It's yeah. not considered a rushing attempt. Yeah. I don't know how they distinguish it. If he actually takes off to run or not, I think but, you okay, have to a rushing attempt. Yard, they'll have, they'll have to have some distinction on what is a rushing attempt, but go ahead with the problem. Yeah. So um, Burroughs over under is only two and a half on the rushing attempt. I think he's going to see the pressure coming and go like he did twice in the Kansas city game at crunch time. I forget if it's in the same drive, right. but, um, and then over 11 and a half rushing yards. So he can get 12 rushing yards on three attempts. I think that'll happen for, for Burrow. And then I like Cooper Cup over 107 and a half receiving yards. And wow. I had the player page the other day. I think he's done that in eight of the last 13 games. It's ridiculous. I and I saw it firsthand at field level twice this year, September regular season in the playoff game. I cannot overstate what an amazing job that Sean McVay and their staff do at moving him around in the formations, moving him into different spots. They had times where he's stacking behind a receiver or he's in a bunch or he's out by himself and they're doing different things with him to get him open. Um, so it's almost a given that he's going to be able to get to a hundred yards. And you believe to that over what kind of odds, by the way, were you getting on burrow on the rushing attempts and on the rushing yards? Are you getting like five to one, 10 yeah, to one? What are you I getting? think it was like minus one fifteen either way on those. Okay. So you're not having to pay like a big price. I mean, like one fifteen right. on a hundred dollar bet. But, and the Cooper um, cup prop, uh, that's a very attractive one for how much, I mean, yeah. he's done it. All year. The only thing you're fearful of, and this is anytime it can happen anywhere, is injury. If something happens to sure. him early on in the game, but you can't project for that uh, because the, the Bucks went into that game knowing uh, in their game, we've got to slow him down and stop him. Couldn't do it. The 49ers did a much better job. They're more familiar with him, play him twice every year, had played him well in both of their games earlier in the year. And they were playing him well for the first couple of quarters, but look at what happened in the, in the third and the fourth quarter, he got free. McVeigh and the staff did a great job on designs. He got free. He got his hundred yards. He got a touchdown. You got to look at that for a prop. 
uh, as well. All right, so this should be a lot of fun to see what happens. I always love asking uh, all the guests this in and around the Super Bowl. Are you watching in solitude? Are you going to a big party with the big TVs? Because if you've got a lot of different plays and props, you don't want people chirping in your ear and somebody talking to you about the taco dip while you're trying to figure out that I just hit that or not. So what is it for Brian Edwards coming Super Bowl Sunday? Well, you know, a big Falcons or Gators game I'm watching in solitude, but this is not a Falcons or Gators game. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Actually, I haven't really talked to many people. Right. I mean, I, I I normally go to a party or go to the bar and I'll be doing one or the other. I haven't even right. really thought about it a whole lot. What's today, Did Wednesday? Yeah, we're yeah, still going to roll. We got to figure all that out for the planning and, and whatever, but he's got a lot of different angles. And again, if Cincinnati comes through, it will just be the latest along with my Buccaneers recently, along with the Eagles beating Brady and the Patriots where the underdog comes through outright and wins the game. This will be a tall task though, coming up, Brian plug away for all of your stuff because you're going to be tweeting and writing much more on your site about the Super Bowl, the props, et cetera, over the next few days, heading to Super Bowl Sunday, go. Yeah, um, follow me on Twitter at Vegas uh, B Edwards and uh, my cohort Blake Von Hagen and I will have plenty of uh, props and content up on MajorWager.com. You can follow that Twitter account as well at MajorWagerUno and you can always find all my picks and hoops and football and whatnot at VegasInsider.com. Thanks for having me, TJ. Good luck with Super Bowl. Have a great week, weekend. My man. There we go. Love the insight and the analysis of Brian Edwards. And again, we'll talk much more college basketball with him after the Super Bowl is over this week. Look forward to talking with Brian and all of our handicappers as we march towards the merriest month of March and the madness and the mayhem of the NCAA basketball tournament. Look forward to that on Three Dog Thursday in the coming weeks of February. And we we will not be here uh, much longer before it will be March and all the college hoops. All right, still to come, Ryan Kramer with me from the Sports Gambling Podcast to go over Super Bowl 56. He's in Long. Los Angeles, uh, hanging there in and around Radio Row and all of the glitz and the glamour of this Super Bowl building for the weekend. Later on, George Offman out of Chicago, the Tell Me a Story I Don't Know podcast. I love George's insight on all things Chicago and uh, Chicago-based sports media, etc. He'll tell some bear stories as well in a little bit. All of that is still to come as we roll on. But first, we're brought to you in part by WinBet, which is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and New York. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need. And don't forget about all the props available on WinBet for the Super Bowl. The best part is you can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the big game. Be on the lookout for WinBet each hour Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During that WinBet win hour, marquee games the week will have better odds on WinBet to give you an even larger payout opportunity. So you can sign up now even if you miss Thursday and you get the special offer to bet $10 to win $200. Download Bet and Win. Download that WinBet app now and visit wynnbet.com to start winning. So again, whatever the props are, and I love Aaron Donald as the guy to maybe win the MVP, getting fantastic odds there. I also like things like Cooper Cup to get over uh, 100 receiving yards and maybe parlay that uh, with a touchdown. I think Joe Burrow uh, will also have a couple of touchdowns in this game on that prop as well. Mix and match with WinBet. 
Offers are subject to change. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to winbet.com and you must be 21 or older and present in the state where to play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And remember, with WinBet, you download, you bet, you win. W-Y-N-N-Bet.com. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy, where you've got a chance to prop up on the Thrive Fantasy app for the big game. Thrive Fantasy is the daily fantasy sports and esports app for all the prop players. And with Thrive, you eliminate countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the impact on the game. Choose 10 of the 20 available player props, build your lineup for the upcoming Super Bowl here with the Bengals and the Rams, and each prop is assigned to fantasy value versus over or under based on how likely it is to hit. If you hit the most props, rack up the most points, you win the larger share of the prize pool. Thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game and that's a $25 to enter and first place will take home $20,000 use our promo code SGP when you sign up you get a 100% instant first deposit match up to 100 bucks deposit $10 or more and receive the first deposit match plus two free $100,000 contest entries download it now Thrive Fantasy in the App Store, the Play Store, or visit their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today, thrivefantasy.com, our promo code SGP. Hey, we're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. If you don't know anything about horses, not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day. Free games weekly at all tracks all over the United States. Get the app, create the account, start building your stable today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against other stables. You can even follow them on the app and compare your own stats to theirs. Download it now, StableDuel.com, and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win with StableDuel. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, you're just missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell those sports bets, and you can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use our promo code SGP, and your first deposit for PropSwap will be doubled up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. And if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. January was PropSwap's biggest month ever as bettors from all across the country cashed their Super Bowl futures like Jamie from New York, who sold a $100 25-to-1 Bengals ticket for the Super Bowl for a 1000 bucks. The buyer got great odds, and Jamie made 10 times the money that he bet on that futures bet on Cincinnati.
The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets through PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or just download the app in the Google Play or the Apple Store. PropSwap, it's where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. You want to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy for the big game. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for prop players and with thrive you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact in the games choose 10 of the 20 available players build your props build your lineup and get ready for the Bengals and the rams in that biggest game each prop is assigned a fantasy value both the over and the under on how likely it is to hit And if you hit the most props and rack up the most points, you win your share of the prize pool. And Thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game that's just $25 to enter. And first place is going to take home $20,000. Use our promo code SGP when you sign up and you get a 100% instant first deposit match up to 100 bucks. If you deposit 10 or more, you receive the match plus two free $100,000 contest entries. Just download the Thrive Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store and visit their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Betor Fantasy. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on Betor Fantasy and their app. Download the free-to-play app today, bet on player props for the NFL playoffs, and you can enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Betor Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's totally free-to-play. You earn better credits by competing in challenges and use them to place your bets. Betor Fantasy, available worldwide and in all 50 states. Download the app, Betor, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com, slash S-G-P-N. Better Fantasy, betterfantasy.com, slash S-G-P-N. And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. As promised, I could not, could not, could not do the Super Bowl preview show on Three Dog Thursday without bringing back, via the red carpet, the guy that was the prop master. Now, he's out in Hollywood and does a lot of stuff around TV around films or whatever the prop master has a different meaning on a set when you're working on a movie on tv this guy's my super bowl prop master though from last year ryan kramer sports gambling podcast i always love the insight that you and sean provide on everything gambling uh with a network of shows the website but in particular it's Super Bowl week, and you cleaned up. You were the part. You were the prop master last year with my Buccaneers and that Super Bowl win over the Chiefs. Good to have you back here. Super Bowl week on Three Dog Thursday. I love the uh, parallels. Of course, a blue collar operation uh, out here in sunny California. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
you know, I, I think, you know, people are going to remember when you give out uh, someone to get an interception and they actually intercept the ball at like seven or eight to one. Uh, yeah, it was all over your bucks. So I'm sure that's why you remember me because I brought yes. all that good luck to Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to do it again, though. I've been uh, with the construction hat on, of course, safety first. <laughs> I've been diving deep, deep, deep into the prop market this year, TJ. So ready it. to fire when ready. I'm just refreshing you. You came on this podcast a year ago and you said Leonard Fournette touchdown at any point in the game. I'm down. You got good odds on that. You also had Devin White interception at any point in the game. You got (laughs) that. You also took like Ronald Jones rushing yards and you hit that over. I mean, you were you were money over and over again. Uh, with the props. Okay. So just in general terms, you've obviously been looking this over. Did you start with a list of like 30 and pare it down to 20? Because eventually you drive yourself insane. If you have, I believe if you have more than 10 or 15, maybe not for you, how did you start to pare down to what you like proposition wise before we get to the talk of the actual game and an underdog play on the Bengals? What about for you? How did you work it? It's all about having a plan. And I think it starts with, you know, having experience and making sure like you don't want, um, you know, too many of your bets happening at the same time. That's when you run into the problem you're talking about. Ten bets, too many. Not if they're spread out nicely over the course of the game. Neither is 20 or even 30. So my first kind of general framework is around, you know, I'm I'm obviously going to come in for some pregame stuff. I'm going to I'm going to look into the national anthem. I'm going to see that. Oh, Uh, This is a really low total for a country singer, for example. So I might lean over. I'm going to maybe, you know, uh, maybe I took a cab ride with Sean Stack and the Money Green uh, with a guy who was really passionate about airplanes, got us thinking about the flyover. And maybe I'm going to bet the under in four and a half, or I'm sorry, the over in the four and a half planes in the flyover because the Air Force has already released a press release telling you how many planes they're going to have five. Uh, (laughs) Then I might kind of trickle towards the actual game. Look at the coin toss. Of course, everyone knows tails never fails. Uh, And then to continue the journey, this is where like the game props happen. So you have some pillars of betting on the Super Bowl, And one of them, and this is key. You bet there's not going to be a touchback to start the game. Uh, Everyone know, I'm sure this is kind of becoming a public trend. It hasn't happened a lot uh, over the last, couple of years well it's only happened six times ever tj only six times ever in 55 super bowls 1970 1984 1992 93 2013 and 2017 did the ball uh, the, the opening kickoff result in a touchback so when we see a prop like that out in the wild where you can get plus 140 plus 120 plus odds for something that has not happened very often and as we've now heard a lot of the kicking analysts talk about that ball is not prepped like the normal k balls it's pulled out of a box it's like prepped for canton like ahead of time and it's a rock so uh and and then and then the one you know i'll kind of leave you with this as the baton pass before we can you know talk about actual game and 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 kind of player props my opinion on it i'm gonna look to the first play of the game first play of the game is going to be a rush uh, at, at minus 130, because both of these coaches, conservative, it's the Super Bowl. I fully expect, whether it's the Bengals or the Rams, uh, that the first play is a handoff. So uh, that's kind of like how I start. And then from there, I've taken you to the game time. And now it's on you. I always, Sean and I always joke on the Sports Gambling Podcast, if you found the Super Bowl to be crappy, that's on you. You didn't spread out your bets correctly. You didn't get enough action. And so at this point, you kind of have to build a narrative. What do you think 
is going to happen in the game? Do you think it's going to be a high-scoring game? Do you think it's going to be a low-scoring game? Do you think it's going to be a, a Rams get out in front kind of game uh, and a Bengals comeback or a Bengals get out in front, you know, vice versa? So if you don't have that narrative, it's so hard to bet the props because you end up betting positions that are kind of uh, contradictory of one another or really, like, do you fully expect a to happen if B happens? So I think it's important to kind of build your like story uh, framework of how you think the game's going to go. And, and once you, once you've gotten that, then just, just spread them out. Just, just get them spread out. You know, make sure you have third. Act. Everyone always has first quarter action and fourth quarter action. Make mm-hmm. sure you got a little second and third quarter action in there what it's all about and ryan kramer again just a buffet of the insight and the knowledge that you find on the sports gambling podcast with the props with the upcoming super bowl in los angeles which by the way the guys are in the la area in southern california they are right there more on that in a second he and sean green colby dan everybody with the sports gambling podcast and their network of shows we're thrilled to be part of this i'm thrilled to have him dispensing the knowledge i was just thinking when you were saying that about the timing on the national anthem that a year ago Uh, There was somebody that leaked the video, and I think you saw it. He was sitting outside Raymond James Stadium on the day before, on the Saturday before the Super Bowl, timing the rehearsal and just putting it out there for public consumption. Here it is at about 2.12 or 2.13, 2 minutes 12, 2 minutes 13 on the clock for the rehearsal. This is what it's come to, to try to get the angle and the edge for that. Well, and you know that's going to happen. That's the other tip. It's like when the leak happens, trust it because it's real everyone knows so far an open air stadium so someone's gonna hear the rehearsal it's gonna happen <laughs> we look for that um all right so let's circle back to the props in a second but first on the game before you came on one of my handicappers that i have on brian edwards of majorwager.com vegas insider he has been on the Bengals all along all through the playoffs even to win outright on game so he has been cleaning up he likes them again to outright win this game. So he has already gone, as I like to say on this show, head first off the high dive into the deep end, Cincinnati to win the game. When you analyze the Bengals as an underdog and their chances, what say you, Ryan Kramer? Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. I, I, I think we just, I, I think it's, it's a very public narrative, but I think we look to the Tennessee game and we see what happened when that offensive line got thrashed. And we saw Joe Burrow make it happen. He, he, he got the win. Uh, the magic happened. I just don't know if Ryan Tannehill and that Titans offense is the same as this Rams attack. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, can the Bengals win the game? Yes. Can the Bengals be that magical team? Absolutely. Can outliers happen in the NFL? Hell yeah. My Giants in 2007, 2008 shocked the world and beat an undefeated, probably best team ever, Patriots team. So, can that happen? Does this team have that swagger? Like you watch them and, and you hear like people around the team saying this team is ha- they have it. So it terrifies terrifies me to tell you, I don't like the Bengals. I, I, as much as I, it pains me to say, I think the dream team, all these like guys coming together mm-hmm. for a collected goal, and you know Matt Stafford, as much as he's going to make a bad play at some point in the game, I also think. He's been the better quarterback uh, in the postseason, as silly as that sounds. You look at the way uh, that that the Cincinnati Bengals played in the totality of their playoff games, and it's very mediocre. It's very much like, yes, there were big plays. Yes, there were magical moments. Yes, the emotion of it has people drawing themselves to the Bengals. But as a, a longtime gambler and a contrarian, that kind of makes me 
lean towards the home team. And I know people will say, hey, it's not really home field. The L- it's the Super Bowl, L.A., their fans aren't that great. You know, I'll, I'll say one thing. There, something strange happened in the Rams 49ers game where the Rams fans took some sort of pride in making sure that they could at least hold serve against the Northern foes. And, and I think, I think it's going to carry over. So if you're telling me that, you know, I, I would make the Rams closer to five points on a neutral field. So if you're telling me I can do four and a half without the home edge. Yeah. I don't love laying the points in the super bowl. I don't love backing Stafford when he know I know he's going to make a mistake. I just think Sean McVay in his second trip to the Super Bowl, a lot was learned last time. I think now he is the mentor. His disciple is the first timer. And I'll say the same thing I said before the, the, the conference championship game. The Bengals are happy to be there. And I know they won again. And I know everyone's going to point to Joe Burrow and Chase and the LSU run and all that good stuff. Hey, T. Higgins was there, too, if you want to throw that in the, the mix. Right. Another national championship uh, experience. I just think in this moment, Aaron Donald, like when I watched Aaron Donald rally the troops uh, in the conference championship game, or maybe it was against the Bucks, like I just saw a passion from, from grown ass men who they know, they know they might not get back there. Stafford knows it. Donald knows it. Von Miller knows it. Odell Beckham, as much as I hate him as a, a former giant, like <laughs> he knows it. He's playing better. And oh, by the way, they have the best receiver in the National Football League. And wow. oh, by the way, they have a rushing attack that it hasn't mattered who the running back has been. They've gotten it done. So I think at the end of the day, the offensive line for the Bengals is going to be the difference. And I think they're we're just going to see this Rams defense control the game. And, and I think you know, funny enough, I see a lot of people talking about how to play the MVP market and how to do it differently. And maybe you take Cooper Cup. To me, you take the quarterbacks or you take the def- a defensive player because if this game is low scoring and something weird happens, like abs- Von Miller's already won one. Aaron right. Donald, like yep. he's a future Hall of Famer that the media loves. TJ, you know this. Yep. The media wants to reward someone with this award, I think. I think when you see a defensive player get it, they 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 did something spectacular. Can Aaron Donald do something spectacular? Absolutely. Well, and you have hit on something when you were going over all of that that's different for the Bengals here in that setting. Uh, with Donald, with Vaughn Miller, with Leonard Floyd attacking the quarterback. They harassed, hit, sacked Tom Brady. They did the same thing to Jimmy Garoppolo, getting to him much more at the end of the game, in the fourth quarter of the game. It's folly, it's fantasy to think they're not going to get to Joe Burrow some, if not a bunch, in this game with Cincinnati's offensive line. So you may be on to something. What is the Donald right now midweek for the MVP play? It's got to be at least like 10 to 1, right? 5 to 1, 10 to 1. I think I saw 16 to 1. That's not Uh, bad. That's not bad on a prop. I don't know that you're taking that, but that's, that's something to look into. And by the way, when my Buccaneers won it, now 19 years ago, Dexter Jackson was the MVP with two interceptions in the first quarter of Rich Gannon in a game that had all kinds of wild plays and touchdowns. They gave it to a defensive player, Ray Lewis, uh, won mm-hmm. it a couple of years earlier. There have been defensive players that have stepped up, and you mentioned Vaughn Miller as well, that have stepped up and won this award. So that's that's not that far-fetched on that. A couple more moments. Ryan Kramer here. Gambling Podcast is where you find it on social media, sportsgamblingpodcast.com on the web. Find him at Kramer-centric. Love his insight on all things, but especially the Super Bowl. He had to be back. He had to be back with all the props on Three Dog Thursday. That being said, 
You've given me a bunch. Give me a couple more. Give me a couple more for in the game that you like and why. And I want to I want to run an exotic prop or two past you where we're mixing sports with the Super Bowl, different sports with the Super Bowl. But give me one or two that you like real quick, and I'm going to bounce mine off of yours. Go ahead. All right. I, I didn't give this in the very beginning, but I love the principle of just betting both quarterbacks to have their first pass being complete. It's a math play. Uh, if you just do the math, the price is good, but also – it's the Super Bowl, right? Like people are tighter, people are nerve. Like they, the the play, you know. There are so many reasons to just say, "Give me first pass." Will be incomplete, and, and of course, you want that early action. Uh, some some other some other plays I like. You know, this will not be popular, but give me Jamar Chase to go under his five and a half receptions. Uh, you wouldn't. This was shocking, TJ, but he's gone under this total twelve times this year. He's only gone over wow. eight. So. Uh, absolutely. He's averaging 4.8. I, I think this is a situation where Jalen Ramsey extra focus. They got to chase. Yep. They're not going to lose because chase beats him big. And on the flip side, kind of a, a paired play here. Give me T Higgins to go over the 68 and a half receiving yards. We saw how many looks he got in that Titans game when the blitz was getting home, when the pass rush was getting home. So I think T Higgins is the key for the Bengals. I do think he's the guy who has the big game. And if I'm flipping over to the other side, uh, or maybe an, an anti uh, bangles take. I'm, I'm going to look no further than Joe Burrow to go under his one and a half passing touchdowns. This Rams defense only given up 16 passing touchdowns all season in the regular season. So second best to the bills. Uh, I love that angle. Uh, let's see what else, what else can I give you uh, to flush out? the Aaron Donald MVP? I'm the only uh -huh. non quarterback. My, my strategy for MVP would be simply this. If you like the Bengals, take Burrow plus the 220. It's better than plus 160 on the money line or whatever. And if you like Sta uh, the Rams, take Stafford at even money. That's better than minus 200 for the Rams on the money line. The only long shot I would take. Don't don't listen to people who are saying McPherson. They're not going to give a kicker the MVP. That's ridiculous. It's funny because uh, Brian Edwards was just saying before that, and he's a Gator, he was saying, this is just a fun thing. I'm going to put $10 on that he could kick four or five field goals and win it. A kicker's never going to get it. We understand. TJ, yeah, he is TJ. He is the seventh best odds, This is which is insane because everyone is thinking the same thing. To me, he's going to need to get like a nice sweep fake uh, fake field goal touchdown to get that MVP. But for me, it's Aaron Donald. Like that, that's the narrative, right? Like everyone loves Aaron Donald. He's a sure. future hall of famer. He, he's an all world player. Like what better way to crown this man than to, to give his three sacks. I think it's fair. You said to me a year ago, I don't see a scenario where the Buccaneers win and Tom Brady's not the MVP. All right. So let's bring it to this conversation. I don't see a scenario at all where Cincinnati wins and Burroughs, not the MVP True. because of it. I do see the scenario though, if the Rams win that it could be Stafford, it could be cup and it could yeah. be Aaron Donald. So I, I love the Aaron Donald play because everybody else is going to play Stafford or cup in that regard. And to me, uh, some advice, if you like Cup to win the MVP, it took a, a world or a, a record-setting performance from Jerry Rice when he did it. And I think that would be the same type of performance. So why not head over to your favorite uh, betting shop? Hey, go to the win, build a bet. There you go. And, and just build something where Cooper Cup has 170 yards, two touchdowns, you know, or 10 receptions. You're going to get better odds than his MVP price. So – could he go 10 for 180 and two touchdowns and not get the MVP? Absolutely. So yeah. you almost want to play that both ways. So yeah, that, that would be, that, that would be my advice there. But yeah, I think, I think the only way you can legitimately win the long shot MVP market this year is, is with a defensive player.
This man is just rolling. Did I see you, by the way, speaking of kickers and McPherson or Matt Gay, who was the Buccaneers kicker a couple of years ago, and now he's the Rams kicker. Did I see shades of Ali Haji Sheik, shades of uh, Matt Barr, shades of Lawrence Tynes, all your New York Giants kickers? I saw Ryan Kramer kicking field goals at the at the Super Bowl. What was it, the Super Bowl experience, or was it at the Radio Row? I saw you hanging there in Southern California kicking field goals. Were you channeling – I'm a little older than you. Were you channeling the inner Ali Haji Sheik? Uh, on that or was it Lawrence Tynes in the modern day it was it was uh it was Matt Barr was a good call because that was the guy when I was a kid uh actually Mm -hmm. randomly family like you know six degrees family friends used to see him at a barbecue or two but this was redemption of course everyone saw I was at uh I was at uh, the Meadowlands kicking and I nice kicks just missed a little wide so you know down here in Los Angeles at Media Row uh, they have a little experience set up. So went over there and absolutely blasted a 20 yes, yarder did. through uh, the cameraman had horrible uh, positioning and the lighting was shit, but I blasted the, I blasted that ball through the uprights. Uh, and so, yeah, when, when teams let's are ready, just, may- let's, let's let it be said, you are money from 20 yards. If they oh, need a 20 it. yarder, you are money from 20 yeah. yards. Extra, extra point up. to win the game. I'm in let's go. <laughs> I love that. One more moment with Ryan Kramer, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So I like the exotic props. I got a couple of fun ones here. Uh, Gonzaga scoring a ton of points in their in their Saturday basketball game versus Jamar Chase's receiving yards, which I, I'm more of the way Gonzaga can score. They're gonna they've been averaging probably around 90 in conference play. They've been over a hundred like four times, including the other night. Uh, they destroyed BYU, and they got to ninety or hundred. I'm liking Gonzaga as the uh, oh, as the prop it. against Jamar Chase of the Bengals receiving yards, and that prop. So you're not talking me out of that one. So that's good. You you like no, that one? I right. mean that that's a prop that's I I believe the prop is what in the eighties. So you're you're basically saying like I'm sure the Gonzaga team total is right around Chase, but yeah, to your point, I'm already kind of fading Jamar Chase, and so. Right. You know, Saint you could be Mary's coming into good, this. Saint Saint Mary's good on defense. The game is at Spokane at Gonzaga. I still think Gonzaga gets to at least eighty, and I don't know that Chase is going to get there with Jalen Ramsey on him. Like your like your play. No, so I, I, I play there is Gonzaga more than Jamar Chase. TJ, I'm going to steal that from you. I love that play. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to go get down on that. And you know, I love the golf angles. And so I'm looking at a couple of interesting ones uh, that are out there for the Waste Management Open. And again, I always disclaim on this that we're in an unknown midweek. These players have to yep. make the cut. They more than likely will. They have to be playing on Sunday for the prop to come through. So this may fizzle out because we don't know, but more than likely Jordan Spieth almost won at Pebble Beach last week. So Spieth right now, fourth round, will he have more bogeys than Matt Gay, the kicker of the Rams, will have field goals? It is not a bogey course at TPC Scottsdale. I played it. What do I know? I made a bunch of bogeys. I made enough for both of us, by the way. But Jordan Spieth's going to maybe make one or two bogeys in the final round of the Waste Management Open if he's there. Even if he's not in contention, he's going to maybe make one or two. Does Matt Gay kick two or three field goals to make more than Jordan Spieth's uh, bogeys here? I, it, I'm just looking at that one. I don't know which way to go. You want to give me any advice on that? PGA Tour I mean, versus I, Matt I think Gay if field you, goals? If you think, um, you know, these lines are typically set at one and a half, right, for the right? field goals. And so if you think that, I am in the belief that I think there might be a couple field goals kicked in this game. Mm-hmm. I think both coaches have 
while they they seem to have like analytical reputations, they've been very conservative. And so I, I don't know if we're going to see a ton of, you know, let, let's give up this 48 yard field goal for a chance to extend the drive. So I'll go with you. I think the Matt Gay, I, I will like Matt Gay to go over the kicks. I, if anything, I want to fade McPherson because everyone is talking. I've never heard so much, but I'm at media row the last two days. I'll be down there today again. Uh, and everyone talking about the kicker it's just crazy to me i want to like just my data default i'm like let me fade this guy even though i got i got he's great but man everyone's talking about him no doubt one more on the golf for the waste management open john rom who lives in phoenix and again rom and spieth have been very good in this tournament will rom's birdies be more than odell beckham's catches rom probably birdies now not eagles don't matter is rom gonna make six or seven birdies in the final round if he's playing it probably is Odell Beckham going to get to six or seven catches. Uh, that's a very juicy one there to me. Do you want uh, any opinion on OBJ catches versus John Rom birdies? One of the best players on the PGA tour. I like the other guy angles. So I like yeah. taking T Higgins overs. I like o Odell overs, um, Yeah, but I, I, it's hard to ignore how many targets cup gets. So sure. You know, uh, you're, you're described. I, tune into the golf gambling podcast they're going to be doing a full crossover <laughs> super bowl props episode but yeah i i would again i would lean in this one i, I guess i would lean the golfer right steve yes yeah, steve and uh, boston kappa will be all over that prop with john rom because oh, again yeah. rom probably going to make like four or five birdies if he plays in the final round again even if he's not in contention does obj get a fifth cap fourth catch a fifth catch a sixth mm. catch in this game in his first ever super bowl we will find out on that. I, I know this. You guys are bonkers with everything on the podcast, on the site. We plug away again. Find Ryan and Sean, Sports Gambling Podcast, from the Radio Row at the Super Bowl. All the stuff on the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, which we love. Uh, follow him at Kramer Centric as well, including the kicking exploits. Are you going to try from 25? Might we see, uh, we'll see if they're trying from move it back to 25 and see if we blast it through with better lighting it, and better camera. I'm looking for that later this it's week. It's a low ceiling. There's a net. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they let me get into it, but yeah, I'll be back down there today, Thursday, <laughs> Friday. And TJ, you, you didn't mention it, but if you are into the props and you like things that are free, you want to download the SGPN app because we're yeah. giving away a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars. All you got to do is fill out a prop sheet, 10 items, TJ, you get them all right. You win a hundred thousand dollars. It's that simple. And yeah, sports gambling podcast will be live from media row all week. Got some big time guests lined up later Love in the it. week when the big, you know how it works, TJ, the big timers come around later in the week, but Thursday, Friday, it's like from top gun, a target rich environment from uh, Maverick there on Thursday and Friday, brother, there is, there is no doubt. So we're looking forward to all the guests. And again, I got to get in on that prop contest that you guys oh, are yeah. touting as well through the app with some of these different props that we have. I love it. Listen, you're most gracious with your time. I know you're busy and you're probably about talked out right about now, midweek. You got to reload lozenge, some hot tea, be ready to reload. We got much more to cover. The prop master, I'm dubbing you as such around the Super Bowl. The prop master has spoken again and dropped the knowledge on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you, Ryan Kramer. All right, best of luck, TJ. 
Back in one more time, I'm calling him the anchor leg of the Super Bowl 56 preview show because I love my man, George Offman. I love his podcast, a brother podcast. Tell me a story I don't know does a phenomenal job, not, not just pretty good, a phenomenal job of getting the stories out from some big time sports figures, a lot of times with a Chicago angle, a Chicago tinge. But for example, this week, it's Kevin Harlan, the uh, multifaceted play-by-play guy for right now, the NFL on CBS, the NBA on Turner, but also Super Bowl 56. He'll be on the call, will Kevin Harlan, of Super Bowl 56 with Kurt Warner on Westwood One Radio. And George Offman has talked to him for his podcast. And George is back with me on Three Dog Thursday. Always good to be with you. Uh, Plenty to catch up and go over. First of all, how are you? Uh, there in the Windy City, how are things as we head into the Super Bowl weekend out in La La Land? It was so warm today, some of the snow melted. Now that's a good sign. Because <laughs> yeah, Chicago least, is like. Because <laughs> you guys got hammered, right, recently this weekend. It got about eight inches of snow, oh. and then, but but uh, a lot of it has melted. Or not, enough of it has melted. Uh, but, you know, there's more coming. It's still winter. It's still Chicago. You know, I'm very used to this stuff. No doubt. George is a 40-plus year veteran of the sports radio and radio reporting media in the Chicago market. Iconic stuff. Okay, so I'm having fun talking Super Bowl stuff on all kinds of fronts and angles. We'll get to the Bengals and the Rams and get a prediction from you in a bit. But you've obviously been in and around that town when the famous 85 Bears won the Super Bowl over the New England Patriots with all those personalities, Hall of Famers, Mike Ditka, coach, uh, as head coach. Uh, Buddy Ryan is the defensive coordinator. Walter Payton's on that team. Mike Singletary's on that team. Richard Dent's on that team, obviously. The Fridge, Jim McMahon. Uh, just give me a couple quick thoughts on what you remember. I know it's been a little bit, but it's iconic. Most most everybody <laughs> that's a little older remembers that Super Bowl. You lived it in the Chicago media. What do you remember about that here in this Super Bowl week? Well, I remember that uh, other than the fact that they lost one game, and that was to the Miami Dolphins, um, they were arguably for that season the best team in NFL history. Uh, they vanquished opponents. I mean, they just crushed their foes. And it, particularly in the playoffs, when they shut out the Giants and the Rams. I mean, that's how good the Bears were. It's not like that the Rams and Giants were chicken feed. They came here to Soldier View, it was cold one day, snowy the next, and they just completely obliterated them. The city loved it. They loved the personalities. They did the Super Bowl shuffle. Ditka was great. And then you had an enormous amount of personalities on that team. And so when they went to the Super Bowl, it was kind of anticlimactic. People had great parties. I mean, they they just crushed the Patriots. What was it? 46 to 10, I think it was. On a day that was just brutally cold. And I do remember that I covered their parade, which I believe was the following Tuesday, mm-hmm. in which the buses couldn't move because of the crowd, so they never got to speak. I'm standing outside trying to get into buildings because the wind chill is 30 below. You know, Gosh. you can't just stand outside and wait. So the, the buses couldn't even move. They didn't even do it. But, I mean, it's, it's great. So the problem is that they haven't been back to the Super Bowl since 2007 when they lost to the to the Colts. Yeah, very true. And, and if you remember, as as I do, 
uh, iconically in that season, they destroyed the Dallas Cowboys, Tom Landry's Dallas Cowboys. And the cover it was on Sports Illustrated. Nothing, right? Yes, because yeah. the cover on Sports Illustrated, which used to mean everything because this is pre internet, et cetera, was oh, yeah. simply the score, George 44 hyphen right. zero. Right. And with an exclamation point, I still, that's an iconic Sports Illustrated cover for that Bears team. And little did we know they would just keep right on rolling through the postseason, including that that Super Bowl win. Interesting you bring up the last Super Bowl was the Bears team again with a superhuman defense. Brian Urlacher, what, Peanut Tillman in the defensive backfield. But the offense was very pedestrian. Lovey Smith was the head coach. George Offman, give me a, give me a take here that Lovey Smith is back now as a head coach with the Houston Texans some 15 years later after even a stint in Tampa Bay for a couple of years where I was around him again as the head coach and part of Buccaneers radio, then went to the university of Illinois up by you. Now he's back as the head guy. Talk about back to the future. The last Bears Super Bowl coach is Lovey Smith. Give me a, give me a thought or two here. Well, I just want to go back to the, to the Super Bowl because the main reason the Bears got there that year was their defense and some guy who should be a first ballot hall of famer coming up very shortly. That's Devin Hester. I mean, unfortunately he, he brings back the opening kickoff for a touchdown and we're going nuts at another party and this is over, right? It's the only points they scored. As for Lovey, um, I think we all know his hiring was uh, damage control by Houston. He wasn't one of the finalists, suddenly became a finalist. He was a very good coach here. Remember he was fired after a 10 and six season because they brought in a general manager who had no idea what he was doing. Uh, he commanded a lot of respect. Uh, he went to Tampa, didn't do very well, came to the University of Illinois, who also needed a respected coach because they had their own issues, but Lovey just didn't translate on the college level. Does it surprise me he's back in the NFL? No, because he's a guy who commands respect. Unfortunately, he's with the worst franchise in the league. There's, there's no place to go but up for them, so he can't really lose. Love this insight here again from George Offman. Find him on social media, George Offman with one F spelled O-F-M-A-N, all one thing. Tell me a story I don't know. Iconic names like Michael Wilbon, like Bob Costas, like Marv Albert, uh, Mike Greenberg and others. And a lot with the Chicago flair had a recent one with Mike North on the birth of Chicago's uh, famous all sports radio station. The score, the score just celebrated anniversary number 30, right. 30th anniversary. Correct. Mike North, two parts, uh, two parter uh, on tell me a story. I don't know. Telling about the birth of Chicago sports radio, his life. What a story. And George was part of that as a radio reporter uh, legend legend in that town in Chicago sports and radio reporting. I always I'm not even a legend inside. in my own house. How can you say that? <laughs> I can say that about you. We always, we always prop you up. So go find that. We'll get to Kevin Harlan in a second uh, because he's your topic this week. And again, Kevin Harlan working a ninth consecutive Super Bowl on the radio for Westwood one more on him in a second. One more story back to that opening kickoff by Devin Hester for your bears uh, the, in the town that you cover against the Indianapolis Colts. Archie Manning told this story. I had the good fortune of getting to know Archie probably close to 20 years ago doing New Orleans Saints freelance work. Got to know Archie a little bit. Uh, so Archie told us this story about that Super Bowl that uh, that day in Miami, uh, Eli at that time had just become a rookie quarterback in New York. So they have a suite where Archie and his wife, Olivia, the matriarch of the family, 
Eli and his wife and Cooper, the older brother, who you now see on TV, some in the in the commercials, and his wife are in the suite with others and friends and whatever in Miami. So Archie, as he tells the story, gathers everybody around and says, listen, this is a great day for Peyton and for our family that Peyton is going to quarterback in a Super Bowl. This is not, no matter what happens today, this is not a day where we're going to be down or upset. This is kind of a pinnacle moment to be able to quarterback in a Super Bowl because remember, Archie had been a fantastic individual player running for his life right. a lot of his career on bad Saints teams. George, you know that. Yeah. So anyway, as Archie tells the story, he's doing the little pep talk, a little team meeting right before the game begins that, hey, we're not going to be down in the mouth. We're not going to be upset no matter what happens. We're not going to be miserable. He says the other thing to be aware of is the TV knows where we are. And I can't remember which network was showing that game. He goes, the TV knows which suite we're in. So I don't want anybody on TV, you know, down in the mouth, upset, no matter what happens. All right. The Colts kick off the opening kickoff and Devin Hester takes off the other way and the bears are celebrating, jumping up and down. And as Archie tells the story, because he can get away with it, Olivia, his wife is, is now just completely sour puss head in her hands almost. And he says, says Olivia. And she goes, I don't want to hear it. I don't care about anybody else, but I'm miserable right now. Is what this <laughs> line was after that opening kickoff. It did get better though for Peyton right. and the Colts. Eventually, he threw a touchdown pass. They won the game. It worked out well in the end. But Remember Olivia, me? Olivia Manning, not happy with that Devin Hester return. I thought you'd appreciate. I just told you a story that you I don't did know not know. Time. Remember, the head coach of the Colts decided that they weren't going to kick the ball away from Hester. They wanted to start the game by taking the ball down the middle. Bad decision. Yeah, I mean, Tony game, I mean, who would have – I mean, that exemplifies to me why Devin Hester should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He changed the game. Oh, he was you know, that's part, that's part of the reason. Is, I think there's one kick returner in the, in the Hall of Fame. You have to have an impact on the game. He had a dramatic impact on the game because kickoffs have changed dramatically. The rules have changed. And one of the reasons they changed, Devin Hester. Yeah, Devin Hester, no doubt. All right, so Kevin Harlan is your guest. Two-part series this week. Again, he's done the NFL for many, many years. A lot of people in the present day that are younger don't realize he used to do the NFL on the radio for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Uh, you got the chance to talk with him. I will not tip all the stuff that's in the podcast. They need to go listen to it. But I am fascinated by the fact that at the beginning of the podcast, I don't even want to say it. It's just, let's tease. It's fascinating the career that he wanted to have. And right. I was sitting back at the beginning of your podcast going, man, Kevin Harlan was almost going to be doing something else besides being a broadcaster. So there's the tease. We're not going to say what it is. They need to listen to the podcast. But I thought that was fascinating. They need to go find it. He almost wasn't a broadcaster, at least in his teens. No, we always we always uh, tell the, the guest, uh, tell me a story I don't know right off the bat, something that we didn't talk about. And I was really stunned by that. I did not know. And I will let the listeners do that. Uh, I, I first worked with Kevin Harlan when he was still in college. He was named the Chiefs pre and post game host on, I think it was KCMO, and that was the first ever type of broadcast. Well, they had to hire freelance guys, stringers like myself. And I was one of those guys reporting to Kevin Harlan. He was 21. I was 28. <laughs> and here we are 40 years later. And he's still 21, but I'm not 28. Oh. He is, he is, 
he's so unique because when you think about broadcasters in any industry, there are wonderful and great broadcasters. And then there's some that set themselves apart by virtue of how they call a game. Marv Albert, who has been a guest on this podcast, is one of those guys. And Kevin Harlan is certainly another, extremely unique, the only guy that I have ever heard who called the exploits of a cat scoring a touchdown at Giant Stadium. Two streakers, football. two streakers trying to score touchdowns, including one in last year's Super Bowl at Tampa. He's remarkable. He's vibrant. He's forceful. And he even does commercials that are entertaining. So he has wonderful stories to tell about not only his career, but his, his personal life. Um, and the fact that his daughter, Olivia Decker Harlan, worked with him last year at the Super Bowl. She's a broadcaster in her own right. So yeah, he's got that? wonderful stories to tell. He's a really, really great guy. It is neat to watch all of this unfold. And Harlan, by the way, worked that. It was one of the first ones, if not his first one. He worked that 49ers Ravens Super Bowl at the Louisiana Superdome where the Bears won that Super uh, Super Bowl over the Patriots years before. But right. in that game, they had a power outage early on in the third quarter where half the power in half the stadium went out uh, after the Beyonce halftime show uh, drained uh, about enough power to, to – uh, <laughs> to light up NASA and some rockets. So they, they lost power. And Kevin was broadcasting old school George Hoffman on the phone, on a telephone. I didn't know booth. that. Yes, there's another story you did not know. We never, we never talked Bowl. about that. I wish we would have, but, uh, you know, I'm, of course, I'm with uh, friends who are watching uh, near a downtown bar and we're watching it and it suddenly happens and it's like it took, what, 45 minutes for the game to resume or something. But no, I did not know that. I wish I would have, but you know what? Sure. It's after the fact now. But yes, that's you got to kill time, and then you're doing it over this over a phone. Over a phone, uh, it's wow. crazy. Not even a cell yeah. phone. A hardwired phone was the way that they were able to broadcast for a little bit. So again, this is the ninth straight year he's done it on radio. So Kevin Harlan will be on the national call uh, for this weekend. We'll see what happens. Few more moments with George Offman. I love your insight. Give me something here. Cincinnati is the underdog. We've been talking about them throughout the podcast. The Rams, obviously, dream scenario to play this game at home at SoFi Stadium. Okay, I put you on the spot. What do you think happens? More magic for Cincinnati, or is it L.A.'s time? The return of pro football to L.A. means the L.A. Rams win a Super Bowl. What do you think? Yeah, I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think they're going to win by at least 10, 27 to 17 is my call. They have a really good quarterback. I wouldn't call Stafford the elite, but let's remember that he's a guy who has thrown for 5,000 yards several times when he was with the Lions. I think he found a home with the Rams. The question here is, can he go mistake-free? Because that costs him. But the Rams have... Wonderful wide receivers, and Cooper Cup is just a game-breaking wide receiver. Their defense is very stout, and the question is whether or not uh, the offensive line for the for the Bengals can protect, which they haven't done overall all year. However, Bingo. however, they've made it, and the question becomes how long can the magic last? I mean, they lost seven games, and they're in the Super Bowl, but I think it's going to end, and I think that the Rams are going to win, and they're going to win by at least ten. Good prediction. Uh, I'm agreeing with you on the Rams and Aaron. But let me Donald. let me let me interrupt for yeah. just a moment. Yeah. I also had the Hindenburg minus three, so he'll tell you where I'm at in this. You know, go. Aaron Donald is is amazing. I saw it at field yes. level again for the upteenth time, about the fifth time that I've seen Aaron Donald. He's amazing, and and if Burrow was being harassed 
by the Chiefs, who don't have a very good defensive line as he was. Aaron Donald with Vaughn Miller on the end, who's a former Super Bowl MVP, as we keep talking about in the podcast. He was the MVP of the Broncos win over the uh, Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton a few years ago. I think that one-two punch may be too much, but that's why they line up and play the game. I mean, either right. either way, either we get one of the most improbable Super Bowl wins, you can't overstate this, uh, maybe ever, a team that won two games two years ago would turn around and win the Super Bowl if Cincinnati wins it, or you get the La La Land fairy tales, I keep saying, the Hollywood uh, fairy tale of L.A. comes back to a new stadium, comes back to Los Angeles a few years ago as the Rams, and the Rams win the Super Bowl at home. Hollywood rejects that script. Been there, done that. We've seen that, and yet it could be real life that we're about to see on Sunday. All right, plug well, away one more time on everything with the podcast. Kevin Harlan this week, what you have coming up in the near term. Plug away for all of it. Your social media, go. Okay, well, coming up in a couple of weeks, uh, and I've been working on uh, editing him, uh, Dave Refson, who is terrific. He is the host now of the Big Ten Network, and he's got some incredible stories about how he got in this business and how he was rejected over a hundred times with tapes, okay, sending out tapes, and he got a job without a tape. So it's really remarkable. He's a wonderful human being. Um, and then, you know, here we have uh, a legendary uh, hockey announcer, Pat Foley, who's going to retire at the end of the year. He's been the voice of the Blackhawks on and off for over 40 years. So that's going to be coming up as well. Tell me a story I don't know, which, by the way, is uh, part and parcel success, thanks to you, TJ. Uh, is you give me, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you. You give me far too much credit, far too much of the time. I'm just here to help and advise. You do all and the you do work, well. all the legwork. Yes. So uh, you can get it on all the, the on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, and you can find me at my name at George Hoffman. You've got the it's O F M A N. That's it. We do that on social media. So what I suggest is you not only download and listen, but subscribe because I guarantee you can go back and listen to some of these Amen. wonderful interviews. We've got fabulous people, national people, as you mentioned, some of them, and some really uh, wonderful local people that a lot of people have heard, like Chuck Swirsky, who's the voice of the Bulls, who, of course, for years is the voice of the Toronto Raptors in Michigan basketball. So, you know, that it, there's a lot of good stuff out there. And these people give wonderful interviews. I've said this before. When you open the faucet, it starts to run and you can't stop it because people like to talk like you and me. Yeah, we do. And tell me a story I don't know has the likes of Mike Emmerich, the Hockey Hall of Fame announcer, as I mentioned, Bob Costas. Uh, A quick note, by the way, of Bob Costas. His first ever Super Bowl was Super Bowl Twenty with the Bears. He was the pre- and post-game host of that event. I did not remember that until he reminded me. How about that? And uh, and by the way, the first television demo. This has come out since the passing of John Madden earlier uh, in this football season. Right at right after that uh, uh, documentary debuted in late December, John Madden passed away at 85 years old. The first TV demo off the air that he did to see if he wanted to try TV broadcasting. They did a mock broadcast. And Bob Costas, an early 20s Bob Costas, was with John Madden. He didn't end up working with him on a TV NFL game, but that's just kind of interesting, too, just on the stories. And the iconic uh, Madden became a fixture on CBS with all of those Super Bowls with Pat Summerall and then later with Fox with Pat Summerall. What did they, I think they did the Super Bowl literally like 13 or 14 times between CBS and Fox. Quite a few of them. It was was a nice nice pairing. Pat Summerall was was obviously a wonderful football player and he was a wonderful broadcaster 
on not only football, but he was the lead tennis announcer for a number of years on CBS. So yeah, there was a, there are great combinations sometimes that, that they work out. And that was one of them, Pat Summerall and, and him. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible because uh, we, we've been talking on a couple of different outlets here while we talk about this, that you really look back now on the last 25 years, 23 years, there's only three guys that have been broadcasting the Super Bowl on TV. They are Al Michaels, uh, Joe Buck, and Jim yes. Nance, Jim all Nance, Hall yeah. of Famers. So that's yep. kind of interesting. Mike Tirico will eventually step in on NBC, and he will become the fourth one in about the last 25, 27 years when it rotates around. But again, back to Kevin Harlan on with George. He's done the Super Bowl every year on national radio for the last nine years. So it's well worth the listen for the stories. Two-part interview. Tell me a story I don't know. Young man, you're very gracious to join me. Uh, I should let the audience know that George has been cooking dinner at the time that we were trying to knock this out for Three Dog Thursday, releasing Super Bowl week. He allegedly it was an absolutely, a- absolutely delicious pea soup, let me tell you. Pea soup, all right. Oh, uh, I didn't know what, what else you were having with that. And then you allegedly have a poker game coming where you're trying to take money <laughs> from your nephews. Yeah. So give me feedback on how that went. And we'll all enjoy the Super Bowl this week and we'll enjoy your storytelling podcast Tell me a story I don't know. Thank you, young man. Stay warm in Chicago, sir. My pleasure. Thank you, TJ. And we are good here for Three Dog Thursday Super Bowl week. My thanks also to Brian Edwards, Vegas Insider, MajorWager.com. Also, Ryan Kramer out in L.A. on scene with the Sports Gambling Podcast, the Super Bowl coming to their town at uh, SportsGamblingPodcast.com, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, where you find our show. Again, as George was saying, and I believe it, I think the Rams end up winning this thing. What do we know? I think it is the the Hollywood ending for the L.A. Rams, Sean McVay, Matt Stafford and company. Let's see what happens. Or will it be a monumental turnaround story for the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, I don't think so, but we'll find out Sunday. Anyway, we thank you for finding us, however you found us. And once again, follow or subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back next week post-NFL. Lots more college basketball still to come on Three Dog Thursday. That's next week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We're good for now. Bye.